Hey folks, Richard Tubb here with another Tub Talk podcast. I am thrilled to have a couple of guests on with us today. Now, it sort of blows my mind that Cisco, one of the world's biggest IT companies, a household name, and yet we've never had anybody from Cisco on the podcast before. We're going to fix that today. We've not one, but two guests from Cisco. First of all, we've got Mark Inderhees, who is the As a Service Lead at Cisco. And then across the water from me in Amsterdam, we've got Sayuri Saito, who is the EMEA Managed Service Go-To-Market and Strategy Leader in the Partner Managed Team. Mark, Sayuri, welcome to Tub Talk. Thank you, Richard. It's great to be here. Mark, I was going to turn to you first of all. I'm at home in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. If I look on tippy-toes, I can wave across the water to Sayuri, who is across the water in Amsterdam there. But whereabouts are you joining us from today? Much further away. You'd have to have very big tippy-toes to see me. I'm north of Dallas, Texas, so right in the center part of the United States of America. Because uh, Cisco such a global company. You've got offices all over the world. Um, for anybody who's not familiar with Cisco, there's got to be about five people who listen to this podcast who aren't familiar with Cisco. How would you describe what Cisco do, Mark? That's a very, very interesting question. And probably it'd be interesting to give you the perspective on that question from maybe 10 or 15 years ago to where Cisco's at today. And obviously Please. I'm going to answer the today question. Um, I've been with Cisco for 15 years and I've seen you know, multiple transformations uh, that the company has gone through. And today, if you listen to Chuck Robbins, our leadership team, we are very much a software company or a cloud company. Uh, we've made a commitment to move to an everything as a service model. And this was a big theme uh, that's coming out at Cisco Live a little bit later this month. So um, that's, you know, Cisco's playing in many different spaces, you know, whether it's networking, security, collaboration, we're market leaders across each of these. And today we're going to spend most of our time talking about what we're doing to support MSPs around the SMB space. Yeah, very interesting because uh, like you, Mark, I have been in the industry for a while, shall we say now, and Cisco was always a name when I started out that I thought of with networking. But of course, the market for networking has changed incredibly in the last 15 years or so, hasn't it? So, Sayuri, so I'll, I'll turn to you next. Your role, what does it involve on a day-to-day -day basis? What does a go-to market and strategy leader in the partner managed team do? So, I'm implementing the strategy together with our senior leader, Penny Philpot, and we're looking at putting in the go-to-market and strategy. So if you think of the life cycle of a managed service partner today, it's identifying the partner, recruiting them, qualifying, creating a service offer, enabling that service offer with them, and accelerating that service offer to making sure that they retain their customers also. So we're looking at all this through a partner-led perspective. Got it. Mark, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier about Cisco and how things have changed over the last 15 years. One of the things that have, have come up is as a service, you're the as a service lead at Cisco. You know, for the benefit for people listening to this thinking, what is as a service? Can you sort of explain what your role entails? Sure, Kim. So I sit in the Global Partner Organization, GPO is what we call it for short. And think of us as the central team, the headquarters team that lays out the strategy. You know, we work with the technology teams to determine how we bring offers to market, 
through what routes to market and what's the enablement, what's the incentives that go with those types of things, all the certifications and programs all come out of the global partner organization. Uh, my team is pretty new. Uh, we were formed in August of last year. Our long title is the Cisco Partner Managed Services and as a service sales team. And I work for a lady by the name of Alexandra Zaguri, who runs our group. She's our vice president. And we're responsible for helping Cisco as we transform you know, to this as a service company, do so successfully in a partner-led model. Uh, we know that many of these as a service offers that we have today and you know, those that are coming in the future will be consumed by managed service providers. You know, they'll be integrated into their service offerings. And we are responsible for helping MSPs accelerate and grow their practices around these as-a-service offers. And my specific role on the team is around sales acceleration and sales enablement. Got it. So the predominant audience for, for this podcast is managed service providers, although we've got IT uh, professionals. We've even got non-IT people who listen to this. Most everybody is familiar with Cisco. You're a household name. But what does managed services mean to you and the team at Cisco? That's a very good question, Richard. In my mind, when I think of managed services, again, I think of partner managed services. It's a service offering, whether it be the full outsource IT model that we know many MSPs participate in or managed network services, managed security services. It's the MSPs managed offer that they're delivering to market and how can we better empower them to be more efficient, to be more profitable, to expand to new lines of recurring revenue. Uh, we know that MSPs are looking to grow recurring revenue and we want to help them in areas of managed security, obviously build around a suite of Cisco cloud security offers, uh, collaboration. We're the leading collaboration company on the planet, but it's all about, again, empowering the MSPs to grow their recurring revenues. Got it. So, Yuri, I'm going to turn to you. We talked about collaboration, which is something that Cisco are, are known very well for. What does collaboration mean to you? How does that feel for you internally? And how do you collaborate with MSPs? We collaborate with our MSPs in several ways, but if we think of it in a programmatic aspect, um, we have a program that got announced back in October it's called the new program, the new Cisco Partner Program. And within that, there is a provider role that targets and focuses mainly on managed service type of partners. It is focused on the cloud and managed service business go-to-market and lifecycle services. And we recognize our managed service partners at three tiers, going from select premier to the gold level. And it's represented by how much uh, services they have out there in the marketplace. And this program differentiates our providers from various aspects within the, the creation aspect going to the acceleration perspective. So there is a lot of incentives that they could leverage from an upfront and a backend perspective. One thing that Sayuri and I have been very, very involved in uh, this fiscal year with Cisco and our fiscal year starts in August is enabling our Cisco sellers, our partner account manage managers to better engage and support MSPs. I think we've enabled over 300 Cisco salespeople across the globe to better work with MSPs. So we have the programmatic aspect that Sayuri just covered that we think is incredibly important and valuable. And then feed on the street, uh, we've got many, many distributors that have been enabled to support our MSPs as well. 
So I think you're going to see a much stronger presence from the Cisco sales organization supporting MSPs than you ever have in the past. Yeah. And Sari, I know you do a lot of work personally with uh, MSP, sort of helping educate them on uh, the Cisco products, the Cisco solutions that. What's the part of the role that you enjoy the most? It's just understanding what are the what do our MSPs need today to be successful? So what is the requirements that they're facing from a customer landscape perspective also? So it's just listening very carefully to their needs. Mark, you and I have been in the industry for, for 15 years now, and we've talked about you know uh, how things have, uh, have changed uh, during that time. I want to pick up on something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, and that is enabling MSPs uh, to increase their revenue, to lower their cost of support. Um, Cisco have made a number of acquisitions over the years in the uh, managed service provider space. Can you run us through some of the tools that you're seeing bubbling to the surface at the moment that the MSPs are really favoring? Yes. Yeah, we've made some very key acquisitions over the last five to seven years that have really helped in benefiting us and working with MSPs. Uh, Meraki is our flagship offer. Yes. Uh, we've seen strong, really, really strong adoption of Meraki with MSPs. I think in the last MSP 501 report, uh, we were somewhere around 65% penetration and security with MSPs. Um, we've made acquisitions in the security area. So OpenDNS, we now call that umbrella, has been very strongly adopted by managed service providers around the planet. Uh, most recently, Duo. Uh, so multi-factor authentication is something that everybody needs, right? Especially if you're an MSP, you need to be securing your PSA and your RMM. We know that. Uh, so that's been another you know, good acquisition for us. But yeah, back on the Meraki topic, um, I want to share a story uh, of a conversation I had with a managed service provider here in the U.S., but I'm sure it's applicable you know, in the rest of the world. And this comes back to the operational you know, savings and, and focus that we have on you know with MSPs right now. So this gentleman's name is Bob, and we were sitting in a meeting in Orlando, Florida, on the front end of a ConnectWise IT Nation conference. Bob's part of a MSP advisory group that we run here in, in North America, and Bob looked at me and he said, Mark, your number one value proposition, you know, Cisco to me, is the TCO story. And he said, what I mean by this is not my customer's TCO story, you know, how I'm saving my customer money, it's how you're saving me money. It's how you're helping me lower my cost of managed services with the full stack Meraki solution that I'm deploying across my customers. You know, with the cloud, management, cloud de deployment, often you know, faster time to resolution, closing out tickets faster, you're impacting my bottom line in a very significant way. And he said, I've tried all the other vendors out there. I've tried Barracuda, I've tried SonicWall, you go down the list and I keep coming back to Meraki. So one of the things that we've done with that, I, I sat on that for two or three years, uh, but just recently, like within the last uh, couple of weeks of the recording of this session with you, um, We've put forward a study from Forrester. It's a Forrester TCO study targeted at the MSP to help MSPs understand how they can lower their cost of managed services by leading with a full stack Meraki and umbrella solution. Uh, this is located on cisco.com forward slash go forward slash manage is where we have this available for you. And if you're interested in, in seeing you know, MSPs that are listening to this call, you know, the impact that we could have on your bottom line by 
introducing Rocky into your stack, you can run your own personal assessment there. So a little infomercial. I hope you don't mind that. Of course. I'm, we know- I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned it, Mark, and especially that conversation you had with Bob, because um, one of my soapbox topics uh, in, ter- in terms of the managed service industry is helping MSPs understand how they can lower their cost of support to increase their profits. It's not all necessarily about new products and, uh, that you're selling to clients. Sometimes it's just reducing the number of support tickets that come through. So we'll, we'll include a link in the show notes uh, for anybody listening to that to to that um, uh, Forrester white paper. The opportunity estimator that you you mentioned there, though, what does that look like? Can MSPs literally punch in their figures and, and sort of see how much it would save them? Yes, I think it's five simple fields, five high level fields. We're not getting into the weeds. We're not asking for detailed proprietary information, but just enough to bring to the surface, you know, rough estimates as to what we think, you know, their operational savings would be based on their inputs. That makes a lot of sense. And for for the benefit of anybody um, uh, listening and thinking, what is TCO? Total cost of ownership. That's what we're talking about. It's about saving money over the lifetime of uh, of actually enabling a product there. So, Mark, I want to rewind a little bit as well, because um, you and I are talking about Meraki. I think most people know what Meraki is. But for anybody not familiar with Meraki, how would you explain that solution to people? Uh, Meraki's got a very broad portfolio today, but where we see the strongest adoption is in our switching solutions, our SD-WAN, you know, security solutions, and in wireless. Probably the strongest penetration would be with Meraki wireless, uh, but it's all cloud managed. You know, so the Meraki dashboard has um, seen great favor with MSPs. It gives you a, a view, a unified view across all of your clients, a global view. However, you have your clients distributed. Um, MSPs have told us they save a ton of time, again, in managing their clients, deploying these technologies, resolving tickets and and whatever the issues might be inside of the cloud management Rocky dashboard that we provide them. Yeah, makes sense. And I I remember being around when Meraki first came to market and it was mind blowing. You know, the idea that most MSPs um, listening to this will be familiar with the concept of shipping out like a, a, a switch or a router or something to a client, then getting on the phone with them and helping them to try and configure it. And it's just a pain, isn't it? And the idea behind Meraki is literally ship it out to people, and it's already configured as soon as you plug it into the network or connect it to the network. Just incredible technology. And I remember when Cisco actually made that acquisition, I was thinking, that is a smart acquisition, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, it's turned out to be a a great acquisition for us. And one thing I'll say uh, is, you know, we know how important the MSP's tool sets are, the PSAs, the RMMs, but the Meraki dashboard is so compelling, so capable. We find that Many MSPs, pretty much all of them who try it out, realize how powerful it is. And there's a strong willingness for them to work within that dashboard because of the capabilities it presents. You know, that said, you know, we do understand the importance of the PSAs and RMM. And we've talked about this offline, Richard. This is an area where you're going to see future investments uh, from Cisco. Uh, you will see us showing up in more places over the next you know, six to 12 months. So stay tuned with that. But in the meantime, please check out Meraki. I think you'll be very intrigued. 
So you've got a great relationship with a number of communities in the IT space already, haven't you, Mark? So you mentioned uh, ConnectWise uh, there. I know you're a sort of ever-present figure at IT Nation within the uh, ConnectWise Evolve groups and things like that. Um, what other communities are you looking to get involved with? How, what, could you give us any hints of what we can see Cisco doing in the near future? Yeah, the ConnectWise engagements, Connect, Evolve, and the other activities we participated in have been extremely valuable. We go there primarily to learn. I mean, you show up to trade shows and we know what trade shows are all about, but Evolve has been a fabulous opportunity for us to learn from MSPs, for them to help us understand what we can do better, whether it's programs or products or, or whatever it might be. Uh, we've spent a lot of time with Gary Pika and his True Methods um, uh, uh, Shiznit, what's it called? Shizfest? Shiz there we go. Shizfest, yeah. Shizfest, yeah. We've been there a number of times over the last few years. And most recently, um, Perch Security, which is a recent acquisition of, of ConnectWise, we've gotten pretty close to that community. But we do you know, want to do more. I, I think you'll see us showing up more and more in Europe and, and other parts of the world. Um, we're glad to have the opportunity to be here with you and, and your listeners as a part of this. Um, we want to get closer to partners in all parts of the globe to understand their unique requirements and, again, um, understand how we can better service them going forward. Yeah. And so, Yuri, your job must have uh, changed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, Mark and I are talking about all these industry events that have got very cool names and we get out there and we meet people. None of that has happened over the last 12 months. Yet, despite that, I have still seen you engaging with MSPs, helping them to grow their business. Let me ask you, are there any resources on Cisco.com or anything there that you think are hidden gems that our audience should be aware of? Our hidden gems would be our Cisco Salesforce and our distributors. So I would highly recommend our MSPs to reach out to our distributors and our Cisco PAMs and VPAMs if they um, have their contacts. But if not, their distributors would be their first point of contact to have the first point of conversation. That's interesting because a lot of MSPs um, uh, think of engaging with vendors, but not with uh, distributors. What would that relationship look like for the MSPs if they were to reach out to their uh, distributors? What would they ask for? Our distributors is like our extended Cisco Salesforce. They are part of our Salesforce. So their relationship, if they had to reach out to a Cisco person would be exactly the same when reaching out to a distributor. So they would ask the same type of questions if they're interested in Cisco's portfolio, what sort of um, managed service offers does Cisco have? What? Why should we work with Cisco as a vendor? What could we use them? as part of our service offering package. So what are the technologies that we could integrate? What is the compelling commercial value proposition? So you'd have the same type of questions to a distributor as if you were speaking to a Cisco salesperson. I love that approach. And so I'm going to give a challenge for everybody listening today. We're talking to Cisco as a vendor here. I'm getting great value from speaking to Mark and Sayuri. But distributors, we often overlook them, don't we, as MSPs? So I'm going to make a challenge for everybody. Reach out to your distributor and say, hey, we're looking to do more with Cisco. How can you help us out there? 
Mark, let's turn back to you. Another product that we uh, mentioned a little bit earlier was something that I knew originally as OpenDNS, is now mm -hmm. known as Umbrella. Again, another company that Cisco have acquired, and it has really thrived since that time. So for anybody not familiar with that sort of DNS filtering technology, it is, you know, at the most basic level, it is literally uh, Umbrella allows everything that's coming through somebody's internet connection, be it a business, an organization or whatever, to be filtered so all, all the bad stuff gets taken out before it actually reaches the desktop. Um, but it's much more than that, isn't it, Mark? So how would you explain um, some of the more advanced features of Umbrella? Well, what people don't realize you know, behind Umbrella and really every other security product that Cisco has in market is an agency called Talos. Um, aside from the U.S. government, Cisco Talos has the largest threat intelligence team and database of known risk and threats on the planet. We've, we process millions and millions and millions of threats each day. And when we capture these new threats, new risk, we update our products nearly real time. So we have the ability to block you know, blacklist new URLs almost in real time uh, across the Cisco Talos network and the Cisco security portfolio. So that comes back and kind of addresses the point I was making a moment ago about the efficacy of the product. You're going to see much fewer breaches, much fewer incidents based on the Talos capabilities that are embedded in Umbrella. Yeah. And for anybody listening to this who's not investigated this type of filtering technology before, it is huge. Honestly, um, uh, most of us as MSPs have experienced that phone call from a client saying, oh, something's gone wrong on my PC. And you say, did you click on anything? Um, maybe. <laughs> and we can tell clients until they're blue in the face, please don't click on anything any you know that you're not sure about. But there's no way to eliminate that human uh, aspect of things. So Umbrella and these DNS filtering services have just made an absolutely massive impact on the number of support tickets that MSPs actually have to deal with, don't they, Mark? Absolutely true. Exactly what we hear. Yeah. Let's talk about other products within the uh, the Cisco uh, portfolio then. What are you seeing bubbling to the surface at the moment as being very popular amongst managed service providers? I mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again, and it's Duo. It's multi-factor authentication. I think MFA is like antivirus, you know, five or you know, 10 years ago. It's a must-have. Every MSP needs to have an MFA solution, ideally, you know, Duo from Cisco. Uh, you need to be securing your RMM, uh, first and foremost, which we know is the gateway to uh, all your clients. But uh, Duo is on fire. Duo is our fastest, by far, growing security technology with MSPs. And what does that look like in practice? So for, for an MSP listening to this, you know, they understand the value of two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication. They understand mm -hmm. what you've said about securing their RMM tool or their PSA tool. What does it look like in practice, uh, sort of implementing that, uh, the GUI product within an MSP business? Well, I'm not a technologist. I'm a business development person. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do my best to answer that question. First, I'll, I'll just talk about the experience. Uh, we've got a very simple experience for MSPs that desire to uh, to transact you know, the, the Duo offer. If you go to the duo.com uh, website, it's a very simple portal. You know, click to accept agreement, you know, enter your credit card information, and, and you're off and running. You can start deploying clients you know, nearly 
uh, immediately. Um, you know, in practice, you know, once it's deployed, it's it's really a kind of a, a set it and forget it, you know, type solution. And that um, you, you, there shouldn't be a lot of overhead once you have this deployed. It's not something that I think you're going to see actively you know, generating a lot of you know tickets, alerts, and those types of things. And once you you, ha- you have it deployed properly across your clients. Yeah, very cool. So, Yuri, I want to turn to you for a minute. So, how long have you been working at uh, Cisco now? Not long enough. Nearly 21 <laughs> years. 21 years. You must be the Just started per- out of middle school. Straight, is, that, is that true, really? <laughs> no, I have to be there. <laughs> I was going to say, you must be, I mean, Mark and I have just talked about 2FA and we've talked about DNS and all these different technologies and that, but you must be amongst your friends and family just absolutely hammered by people saying, oh, so Yuri, you know all about this cybersecurity stuff. How can you help out? How do you manage that sort of influx of, uh, of requests from friends and family asking for assistance? I try to understand their requests, first of all, and then I give the same answer that Mark says. I'm not a technical person. <laughs> I have a, B- a business development as role within Cisco, but I can connect you to our specialists. Yeah, and you've got the partner network there, so you must be very popular yeah. amongst MSPs. <laughs> yeah. And my typical reply is, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? Oh, there you go, Mark. You've just given away the secret of IT. <laughs> exactly that's my first response hey mark if i turn to you obviously we're having the conversation now on tub talk podcast we mentioned uh gary picker earlier on from the true methods community connectwise you speak to a lot of people a lot of experts within the managed service provider space can you give us any insights into you know sort of any initiatives you've got coming up any webinars that we uh, should be aware of yeah so uh, referencing the, the Forrester analysis from earlier in the conversation, we do have a follow-up webinar coming with the Forrester team, specifically with Jay McBain. I think okay. Jay's you know very well known uh, around the globe for the, the work that he's done with Forrester and, and, and prior. Uh, that's taking place on April the 21st. Uh, so uh, we'll have information coming out about that fairly soon. I don't have the registration, excuse me, registration link available today, but key Keep an eye out for that. I, I highly value Jay's perspective on the industry. I think he's going to help MSPs uh, get a better view as to what's coming around the corner, you know, the COVID corner, and you know, what to expect over the next 12, 18, 24 months to help them better you know, prepare for you know, their practices for the future. Yeah, and Jay's a very, very smart guy and uh, a good friend. I've learned a lot from him over the years. So we will make sure in the show notes for this to give a link to the Forrester White Paper and indeed whatever point you are listening to this podcast, um, a link to the on-demand recording of that webinar with Jay um, McBain as well. So we've covered a lot of information uh, today, Mark. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you giving up your time. There's going to be people listening to this who will had a perception of Cisco going into this podcast and they've now got a different perception of Cisco in relation to the managed service provider industry. And they're thinking, you know, I want to have a conversation. I want to find out more about this. So, Sayori, if I can turn to you, if anybody's listening to this and wants to get started with Cisco, perhaps never engaged with you before, what would the steps be for an MSP to get started working with Cisco? I would highly point them to our resources that's available online. So I can share those links also with the the MSP link that you will be sharing later yeah. is to understand what's in it 
for them as a MSP partner, because we do have a compelling commercial and value proposition. We also will be able to share why would they like to partner and use Cisco as a vendor in their managed service offer. So we have a, a website that we can share where they will to read that. And if they want to talk further about the content, they can contact our distributors or our Cisco salesforce also. Very cool. We'll include all of those details in the show notes as well. Mark, uh, if anybody listening to this wants to reach out to you personally and continue the conversation, what's the, the best way for them to uh, reach you? Hit me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I monitor that pretty closely and would love to uh, strike up a conversation with you there. That's just at Mark Enderhees on LinkedIn. Wonderful. And both of you, I can't let you go. I know you are both, especially you, Sayuri, both students of the game, students of this industry. Sayuri, if I turn to you, first of all, who would you say has been an influence on you in this industry? Where does Sayuri Sato go and learn about managed services from? MSPs and podcasts that you also uh, publish, Rich, Richard. Oh, cool. I wasn't fishing for a compliment, by the way, there, Sayuri. <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely interested. podcasts are great. Oh, wonderful. What about you, Mark? Is there, you know, um, where do you get most of your um, information and education within this industry? Well, I think I mentioned I've been running an advisory group here in North America for about four years, and Sayuri and I are working to do the same in Amir. We've got 20 partners now that we're very close to that I talk to on a very regular basis. I spoke to one just this morning, constantly going to them and testing ideas, you know, wanting to learn from them as to you know, what's working, what's not working. Um, I tune into Jay. I tune into Gary. Um, I very much value... Uh, a relationship I have with a gentleman by the name of Andrew Morgan. Uh, for those of you who don't know Andrew, yeah, he is uh, just, he's fabulous in, in everything MSP, especially cybersecurity, probably one of the strongest cybersecurity specialists in the MSP space that I've ever worked with. And he's actually helping us to build enablement materials for our MSPs. Um, I love Joe Panateri and the channel E2E -E website. Uh, Joe's a, a good friend and, and a strong advocate of the industry as well. So those are some of the names that I, I, I try to stay close to. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'll make sure that we include links to all of those people in the show notes because, Mark, uh, I know we've been in the industry about the same sort of time, and it seems like we've got many of the same influences there, which I think is fairly obvious from the way we are uh, uh, talking about this industry as well. So, look, this has been a great thrill to speak to you both. Thank you for giving up your time from, uh, from Dallas in Texas and from Amsterdam, just across the water from me, uh, over there in Holland as well, Sayuri. I hope I get an opportunity to see both of you in person at some point in the near future. Hope so too. I expect you. I expect you will. I think I'll let the cat out of the bag right now, if that's okay. And that Please? Cisco is going to be hosting our very first industry MSP industry event in September. We haven't locked in on the date yet. Um, but we're working towards that. It's going to be exclusive to Cisco MSP. So if you're not a Cisco MSP today, we want you to join us prior. And Richard, you know, we've invited you to participate in that with us. Although we're not going to be in person, it's going to be virtual. But we value you know, your knowledge, the expertise that you, you bring to MSPs. And we want to share that with our broader MSP community. So consider this our invitation to have you join us for that event. 
<laughs> Putting me on the spot, I would love to accept. Yes. So Yuri's given her thumbs up as well, saying, yes, we would love to have you there. Thank you, Mark. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Guys, I've really, really enjoyed this. Thanks so much for your time today. For anybody listening to this wants to find out more about any of the links that we mentioned uh, during today's conversation, we'll include them all in the show notes. Mark, Sayuri, it's a pleasure knowing you. Pleasure having you on the podcast. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Hey folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tubblog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.